welcome back, guys, to D for the Most. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sav. And we are on episode 52. 52, coming at you with a Chinese myth mashup. A Chinese myth mashup. I'm excited for this episode because we, we haven't done a mashup in a minute. Yeah, since pretty far, not far back in into last year, but... It's been since like November, I want to say. Yeah. It's been a minute. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while, but this is gonna be a good one. We have a good list of deities. I think we have two each, so I'm yes. excited. Yes, and we're bringing back some dose of the most. Oh yeah. So you know it's gonna be lit. Also, we would love to take the time to note that, like we said before. Deeper than most is focusing on growth this year, Um, just growing and continuing to elevate. For sure. This year's, the word is elevation for this year. And I don't know if you guys pick it up or if you notice, but if you're listening, the audio may sound a little bit more crispy. crisp. <laughs> yes. And if you're watching, the video may also be a little bit more crisp. So... Exactly. So we are figuring this out. Bear with us. Um, and we also have another camera angle edition. Hello. Um, it's kind of a more intimate shot. So let's just get into it. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about and we're ready to just get lit, have fun, test out this new equipment. Well, it's not new. We've had it all this time. We just didn't have the right computer equipment to make it all work together. Well, check this out, guys. Like you said, we're bringing Dose of the Most back to you. And this one's a pretty interesting one. It's called Selling the Bean. So, 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Motto was recently hospitalized for eating too many beans. My question is, what kind of beans were they? I'm thinking pinto beans, for sure. Oh, really? I'm thinking refried. Either refry or, refry or, black beans, beans. or black beans. Those, beans those are three that's, that's going to do it to you. Hell yeah. So Stephanie is an Instagram model, a YouTuber, author, and reality star. Hmm. Multiple streams of income. Okay. Love to see that. Like it. We like it. She was excessively, excessively eating beans in an attempt to sell her farts. Out of all things. Her farts. Now, did you know that was a niche? Hell no. I mean, I knew people were buying underwear and stuff like that. And socks and all that stuff. Never heard of hearts. Farts. That's that's a new one. Farts. So, guys, we're also chowing down on this great food that we got. I have some muhong, which is jasmine rice, brisket, and fried egg. Yes, so good. Mm -hmm. And I have southern pad thai. Um, It's got shrimp. Well, you know, it's, it's pad thai. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so if you hear a little scraping, a little munching and crunching, that's what we got going on. Steph was selling each fart in a nice jar with flower petals for a thousand a pot. A thousand a pot for a jar of farts that's decorated night. Now, if that ain't a side gig, I don't know what it is. It's a whole hustle. That's fire, though. Like, that's crazy. Literally, that's a flex, like, if you fire. ask me. That is a flex, though. That's a whole Niggas flex. Niggas buying my farts for a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> in total, she made over $200,000 in two months from this odd gig. 
That's a lot of money. That is a lot. That's a whole salary. Do you know what could you? What would you do with two hundred thousand dollars? That's more than what we make in a yeah, year. Yeah, that's a whole salary. With two hundred thousand dollars, I could probably make some shit happen. Invest in some stuff. In yeah. two months. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Her diet for the time being consisted of yogurt, eggs, and just beans. Damn. Three things. <laughs> yeah, that, that honestly sounds disgusting. Yeah, As we're chowing down on like pad thai and right. rice. She was doing fine up until she recently felt as though she was having a heart attack. Oof. Mm -mm. All them damn beans. That's what she it <laughs> The heart attack was actually a dangerous buildup of gas. Oof. And now she's done with the fire selling industry. I would be too. Yeah, what definitely. Do you, what do you expect? It's like, what the hell? I almost died doing this, and y'all still want it. Mm -mm -mm. Crazy, honestly. Mm -hmm. Now we get into our next dose of the most, and this one's kind of short, but it's just a heartfelt one. This one's a nice one. You know, it's a shorty, but it's a goodie. Mm -hmm. So this one's titled, A Sixth Grade Hero. In Oklahoma, an 11-year-old boy was just honored for his heroism. Devon Johnson saved a choking classmate by giving them the Heimlich maneuver and rescuing a woman from a house fire all in one day. That's, that's impressive. A, that's a pretty fun-filled day. He's like a superhero. Right. Little town hero. That's awesome. It's not every day you see some shit like that, though. At all. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, when you hear... Well, not when you hear, but um, like in movies where superheroes save cats from trees and shit. Mm -hmm. Just random stuff. Mm -hmm. Stuff that you don't hear about. You never hear about people rescuing cats from trees in real life. At least not these days. No. So Devon had been named an honorary member of the sheriff's office and police force, as well as recognized by the Board of Education in his hometown, which is 50 miles south from Tulsa. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. So let's give a... Let's give some snaps to Davon for being a hero, literally. So, Saving lives. Two no, lives in one that's day. That's pretty cool, though. Especially that's for, awesome. 11 for a years kid, old. yeah. That's impressive. Super impressive. I'm sure his parents are so proud. I would be. Hell yeah. How could you not be? <laughs> and with that being said, we're going to jump into the highlight of this episode. Our Chinese deities. So right now we're going to look at the background. Um, there are over 200 deities worshipped in Chinese mythology, and over a thousand deities total. Oof, that's a pretty big pantheon. That's a lot of deities, but I feel like it's not as many as some other yeah, no, myth I cultures don't, that we've like, I don't what think would it it's, be called, um, like myth origins? Yeah, I don't think it's as big as some of the other ones. I think Hindu itself has what, like... A lot. It has like millions or something. Yeah, so not the most, but definitely a lot. Right. Each town, village, city, field, farm, and etc. had its own Tutigong. And the Tutigong is an elemental earth spirit, all of which were honored and recognized throughout history. That's pretty cool, though. It really is because it kind of creates a backstory that's deeper than just the backstory or the crea creation story of the deities Definitely. themselves. Definitely. It's nice to have an actual universe <laughs> mm -hmm. for them. So, yeah. I like that. That is pretty nice. Hell, yeah. 
So before we jump into our four gods, are are you have any goddesses? Um, I guess yeah. Okay. But before we get into our deities, we have a couple of types of spirits to cover. So the first is Equation, which is a nature spirit. They inhabit trees, live near streams, or reside in gardens. Very beautiful. Yeah, it reminds me of fairies. Um, the next is Gwei. And Gwei are eternal spirits. They were never mortal at any point in their existence, and they haunt the living. And this sounds like demons. Right. <laughs> Shoot. And last are the Quay, Gui, and Kui. Those are the spirits that were once mortal beings and had passed away into the afterlife. So Chinese mythology originated around the 12th century BCE and were transmitted orally for over a thousand years before being recorded in books such as the Shui Jing Zhu and the Shanghai Jing. These early works are the sources for the myths which are extant, existent today. There have been extensive interaction between Chinese mythology and the major belief systems of Confucianism, Taoism, and Buddhism. Elements of the teachings and beliefs of these systems also became very incorporated into Chinese mythology. Which is pretty cool, honestly, because all it three is. all three of those um, systems of beliefs are pretty pretty nice. I don't know much about like Confucianism or Confucianism. Yeah. So um Long story short, there's this philosopher by the name of Confucius that was uh, alive, I think, 8th century China, or that basically taught uh, upstanding morals and being a good person. That's cool. So, like, listening to your parents, being obedient, stuff, right. like, stuff like that, you know? Nice. We need them back. <laughs> <laughs> and Taoism and Buddhism, we kind of covered, not covered at all, but... We briefly Dabble. expressed our thoughts on both of those when we talked about... Chantel mm -hmm. and the True Way cult. Exactly. With Taoism literally translating to the way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's all interconnected. Exactly. Little do we know. <laughs> but before we get into all the fun guys, we're going to take a, a little time to thank our sponsors and we'll see you soon. And we're back like a butt crack. Let's go ahead and jump into these deities. I'm so excited. Yeah, We're, like, this is going to be a fun one, man. I love doing these. Yeah, really haven't done one in a minute. So let's get into this. Our first deity is Shang-Ti, who is the god of law and order, justice, and creation. Nice. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> At some point, you knew it was coming. I had to. He is also known as the Jade Emperor, Yellow Emperor, or Yu Huang Shang-Ti. Shang-Ti is considered to be the greatest ancestor of all Chinese deities. So basically they think he's the first of all of them. It is believed that he gave to the people of China and he gave them culture, agriculture, skill in battle, architecture, weather control, and seasons. So. Everything. Everything. He's basically God. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> he was the king over all other gods, humans, and nature itself. He was primarily worshipped during the Shang Dynasty, which ran from 1600 to 1046 BCE. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, he was really... He didn't have a lot of information on him, but... 
I don't know. I just think that it's really cool. He's kind of like the OG. Yeah. That's fire, though. Literally. And the second deity we have is Zhao Shen. And he is the kitchen god, or the god of hearth, which his name literally translates to. And he's said to be able to bestow poverty or riches onto individual families. Oh, imagine you already going through a tough time, right. and then he just cast, cast. Snap his fingers or something. And now you're even more poor. Oof. Mm. That would suck. Right. It's believed that at least once a month, he reports to the city god and celestial gods with what he's seen and heard. So basically, he reports like the So kind. he's a snitch? Yeah. Let me stop. <laughs> yeah, basically, he a narc. He narking. That okay. shit crazy. It's also believed that he makes an annual report to the ruler of heaven. So God. he reports to this guy. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the cool thing about him, he's more of like a bring in the new year type of God. So what happens is people would sprinkle, well, not even sprinkle, but like put honey or sweet food on his lips or well, on his statue's lips to ensure that he says sweet things about their home and their family. Oh, that's cool. I like the way that, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I like how that symbolizes that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's funny that you said this is kind of a bringing in the new year type of God because, yeah, our next deity is a new year's celebrated God as well. Oh, okay, cool. Funny thing about this little guy though, um, whenever he, um, whenever they celebrate him, so what they do is they'll bring, they'll do food, they'll bring like little paper uh, offerings, and they'll burn them in front of his statue, and then they'll just replace the statue. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that in China they take the New Year very seriously, like they love it. Which you should. <laughs> it's, it's fucking, it seems like a great time. Yeah. So our next god is Kaishin, who is the god of wealth and prosperity. Before I continue, can we just like snap for each other for not butchering these names for once? Because we're doing a damn good job. Doing it. Because like we usually fuck up. Man, we be tripping, wilding, like failing in every aspect. We're getting better, guys. We're growing. <laughs> he is honored highly in Taoism and Chinese folklore. Once again, that sprinkle of Taoism. He's depicted riding a black tiger and is surrounded by attendants and servants. And attendants are basically servants. A black tiger. <laughs> yeah. Fire. Very fire. descriptive, very specific. That is really cool, though. It's a badass shit. I seeing that, though. Like, <laughs> buddies is coming in. Yeah. Like, this what the majestic fuck? looking ass tiger. It reminds me of the king off of The Walking Dead that oh. rules the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Kaishin is a very popular deity and is honored extra during the Chinese New Year. And this is what I was talking about. Like, just as important as Zhao Shen was. Like on New Year's or on cool. Chinese New Year's, this is how honored Kaishin is during the same time. Nice. Um, so I'm sure there's plenty more as well, but mm -hmm. it's cool to see. Oh, yeah. And they mean different things, but they're both like good things. Right. 
So families and people celebrating the holiday pay special attention to the worship of Kaishin, so he will bless them with prosperity in the new year. In other words, I need that money. Right, exactly. Kaishin has plenty of temples around China. In art, Kaishin is accompanied by attendants who carry gold, fruits, and many other treasures, all to symbolize wealth. He just that nigga. He, oh, yes. <laughs> he just that nigga. Literally, like, what? Like, come on. I got whatever you need, bro. What you want? Right. Oh, baby, you. You got what I need. So he carried a tool, um, and the tool that he carried was called a cudgel. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of it before, but I don't know if it still exists. Probably. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe. But the cudgel is capable of turning stone into iron and gold. Or maybe it's not even a real tool. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know shit. Because that's not magical. <laughs> <laughs> he wore exquisite silks and looked expensive, honey. He was icy. In there. Literally. Watered down. Hell yeah. Wait. <laughs> Many believe that he would often take on the form of key political and military figures. This was looked at as a great thing because this resulted in Kai Shen using his wealth to advance well, to advance political motives occurring in China. He said, I so can he do just bringing wealth and prosperity. I can do whatever I want. Right, bringing wealth and prosperity upon everybody, all the people. You want to be rich? Boom, now you rich. You get some gold, you get some gold, you get some gold, you rich. Ain't throwing them at nobody, them shit's here. Everybody get some gold, <laughs> I swear. On um, Chinese New Year, incense are burned in his temples, especially on the fifth day of the first lunar month for the year. And doesn't it change every year in China? I believe so. Like, doesn't it rotate? Are we talking about just the holidays, though? Or are we talking... <laughs> Lunar months. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it does. I'll have to look into it. <laughs> During this festive time, friends on Chinese New Year's share words of luck to each other by saying, may you become rich. Like I said, man, we trying to get to the bad. Yeah. I just love how they're all about, like, sharing oh, yeah, the love and definitely. boosting and supporting each other. Like... Yeah, it's that's what we need over here. Everybody be hating. It's crazy. So yeah, that was Kaishin. Kaishin. Pretty cool. Cashin. Hey. Literally, he cashing in on everything. He a BDB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next and final deity we're going to get into is the Eight Immortals. And this one is kind of like, I guess, a cluster of deities, but nice. they are are pretty decent in their That's own always way. cool. Yeah, for sure. It reminds me of uh Triple Threat. The Brigitte <laughs> from uh Hindu. Yeah. Uh, she was like three different That was cool. Yeah. It was cool. So there's they are a group of legendary Zion or immortals in Chinese mythology. Each immortal's power can be transferred to a vessel that can bestow life or destroy evil. So yeah, basically they imagine if this shit was like going on right now. It would be crazy. In real life, like, like in front of us. Yeah, it would be crazy. And it's so wild because like looking at each of these um each of these gods, 
each uh, each time you see them, there's a certain attribute that they get that allows them to destroy evil or do right, what they need right. to do. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. They're believed to know the secrets of nature, which I don't know exactly what the secrets of nature would be. They know the be, tea. But they know. <laughs> they represent separately male, female, the old, the young, the rich, the noble, the poor, and the humble Chinese. That's so cool. Wow. So there's reputation. Or, wow, reputation. There's representation for everybody. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Interesting. It's pretty nice. <laughs> They're said to be born during the Tang Dynasty, which was from 618 to 907 AD, or the Song Dynasty from 1960 to 1279. No AD, no BC, just that. Huh. I don't. I have never understood the AD, BCE, all that stuff. I, I, I still don't, and uh, I yeah, probably I never know. will. I don't know. <laughs> um. I think BCE is before like crucible expiration or, or something or something like that. And then AD yeah, is no after. Clue. I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. That's all I know. <laughs> it is. Now we get into the Great Eight. And these names are pretty interesting. So if I fuck them up, listen, man. When you said the Great Eight, you know what came to mind? What? I've never seen it, but I know what it is. The Hateful Eight movie. I've seen it. Is it good? Y'all, come on. Do better. It's like... I mean, well, me personally. I'm glad I didn't, I didn't waste I didn't my like, time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. A lot of other people didn't like it either. Uh, well, there goes that. Yeah. <laughs> so the first deity that we're going to get into is He Jain Zhu. And this is the female, the only female of the immortals. Her immortality is due to the consistent diet of powdered mother of pearl and moonbeams, which I don't know what that is. Yeah. Wow. Um, sounds crazy, sounds so it crazy makes sense. Hell. Yeah, mm -hmm. what the hell? Moonbeams. Yeah, what that is. I don't know. But I guess, who else to find out besides us? While swallowing it, she vowed to remain a virgin. Yeah, I don't know how. That line sounds very yeah. suggestive. Doesn't it? <laughs> but a main symbol for her is a lotus, which is usually associated with meditation, wisdom, and purity. And I have a lotus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's and my cool. unalome tattoo. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what an unalome is, guys, look into it. They're really cool. That's sure. all I'm going to say. Sure. If you know, those, those who get it, get it. Those who don't, don't. Figure it out. There you go. The second deity is Kao Zhu Zhu. <laughs> and he symbolizes the rich. It is said that he is the brother of a 10th century song empress. And he is seen as the patron deity for actors. Ooh. Yeah, because they're rich. <laughs> exactly. He's often seen with a jade tablet that purifies the air. And he is the finest dressed among the eight immortals. So he's the Kaishin of the Great Ape. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you brought up jade tablet. Because jade must be seen in China as like a very right. high value jewel. Yeah. Because... It's also associated with Shang-Ti. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I don't know. Like, the intricacies and, like, the different meanings are, are nice. The third deity is Li Tai Zhuai. And I, I just put him as the poor one because that's, like, what I got from reading his little description and seeing the information. So it says, he's able to astral project and assist in the celestial realm. He was once a handsome man, but a disciple of his burned his body because he thought he was dead. And so his soul was... <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And so his soul was forced into a lame beggar. And that's usually how he's depicted. With two gourds that symbolize longevity and a cloud that symbolizes shapelessness. Oof. That's deep. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Why? Sounds like I need to do some shadow work. <laughs> Why that um, disciple decided to burn him? I don't yeah, know. like, mm, yeah. alrighty. And the fourth deity we have is Lankai, or the androgynous god. This is oh, nice. the representation of male and female. Right. So they are a patron deity of Floris, which is makes sense. Honestly, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. They are often depicted as a young boy wearing a blue tattered gown and one shoe. What What's the one shoe situation? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What does that like I don't know represent? What's up with that. I don't know what's up. With okay, that. get it then. Sh- setting trends. Right. All right, just making it happen. All right. Their main attribute is a basket of flowers, which is used to communicate with the gods and symbolize the transience of life. Beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. And also, this uh, deity could be the youth of the whole eight. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's a young boy. Mm-hmm. And then we have number five. Mr. Lu Dongbin. And this is the leader of the Eight Immortals. And he was an 8th century scholar who learned the secrets of Taoism. He is attributed with a sword on his back to ward off evil and fight dragons. He was fighting dragons. Badass! Yeah. And he's often recognized as the patron deity for barbers. Ooh, and, interesting. And like I said, he's the leader of the Immortals. Okay. But yeah, that is pretty interesting. Fighting, fighting, slaying dragons. What you do today? Oh, you know, it's just Wednesday. And giving the dragon a fade, literally. Right. The next one we have is Han Zheng Ji, and he is fam- he's also a famous scholar, but he's from the ninth century, and he's a philosopher. Ooh. Fun. Yeah. He's attributed with a flute that allows him to soothe animals and make things grow. And he is the patron deity for musicians. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Representation. These two, these two guys could be the noble aspect of the eight. Okay. And then we get into number seven, which is, I don't know if I should say, Hong? I think it's Hong. Zhang yeah, Lao, and this is the old, a recluse of the 7th or 8th century, and he is attributed with a white horse that travels great distances. He also wields a drum that cures life. Drum? Yeah. Okay. Percussion. Different. Heartbeat. Oh, shit. That's deep. It all makes sense. Shit crazy. That's what I love. I love getting into the different mythos origins and seeing how just how the meaning of one thing is different in every single one. And it's just so cool. And it explains like a lot. Or at least. Yeah, and it always makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Who I'm... can say this shit is made up? Tell me. <laughs> tell me it's not real, bro. Tell me it's you not. can't. Can you? Because it is. You it ain't. You can't because it ain't. <laughs> exactly. Our final deity is Zong Lequan. Hit the Quan. <laughs> Hit the Quan. That's it, bro. I swear. <laughs> and he knew where the elixir of life was, and he's the patron deity for military men. So, what's the elixir of life? That's a good question because I don't know. But he know where the secret gravity 
Krabby Fat Pat. <laughs> you had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. He got the Krabby Patty formula plankton, and you want to get it. So he got it. And that was it. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Huh, Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Huh? Do you feel it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so cool. Yeah, that is cool, man. I'm telling you, I just love how unique they all are. And they all make sense. Yeah, they and just it's just so sense. crazy because... There's endless possibilities. There's endless stories. There's, I mean, sometimes there's crossovers. Right. Like, I don't know. Mythology is something that not a lot of people talk about these days, but it's still so interesting and relevant right. in a sense. Right. Definitely. The stories can. Definitely iconic. Yeah. The stories can easily be related to. Mm-hmm. Kind of like biblical stories. For some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a little too deep. People gonna be on my ass. You cannot compare God to <laughs> fake, fake nursery rhyme. He don't even <laughs> say nursery rhymes. I think it don't even be yeah. And guys, with all that being said, we are gonna get into our wiggity wiggity. Why now? Because those were our four deities. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Um, I Feels like, good to be back. I like that. <laughs> I like those. We picked some pretty cool ones. Hell yeah. They were different, too. We haven't really covered any like that, mm-hmm. I don't think. No. Nah. But then again, of course, sometimes it's going to be repetitive. I mean, there's only so many things yeah, only so many that you can go off of. Yeah. yeah. So, our first wind down is, which deity did you find the most interesting? Hmm. I don't know. Cashing out. Really, really, he yeah, got it. I agree. He got it. Kaishin? Oh, yeah. Kaishin. Mm, who friend. don't love the green? The green, the gold, the fruits. I swear. What? The lot, the cheese, the cheddar. Right. All that. I love cheese. <laughs> Chicken tastes real good to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Question number two. Would you sell your farts? <laughs> Shit. Would you sell I your mean, farts? I want to know. Oh, oh, most definitely. And you can get a little sticker on the jar. <laughs> to tell me how, to tell your friends <laughs> your how ass. I can be reached. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, I don't know. Oh. It was, it was it's my finger. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would sell my farts. But if I did, y'all wouldn't know. Say it loud and say it proud. If I sold my farts, y'all wouldn't know. <laughs> they wouldn't. <laughs> y'all wouldn't know. So question number three is, did this remind you of the Shinto myth mashup? If so, why? Or how? Mm-hmm. So... The way I'm answering this question, for me, Japan and China are definitely two completely different cultures. Agreed. But they're both so beautiful. Agreed. And so, in the sense of like the meanings of these gods and um, what they represent, it does remind me of Shinto in that aspect. Right. But these are definitely completely different, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think they're different as well. Um, in every aspect. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just different. I don't know. So. Because, I mean, at least with this one, nobody's dad got mad and, like, cut their head off and, like, yeah. It seems like the Chinese mythology is more... Elegant. N- yeah, elegant, but just more peaceful. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Like, nothing super crazy. No it's vi- all, like, no, good like, and super positive. super violent stuff. Yeah. Question four. Which mashup do you think is our best one overall so far and why? I don't know. I'll let you know. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one, though. Yeah, I love them all. But I would say one of the most fun ones to film, and I feel like we say this all the time. You guys just need to tune into it if you haven't yet. Um, but definitely the Norse myth mashup as well as the Celtic myth mashup. Oh, yeah. Those, those were good as hell. Those, okay. are, those are some good ones. Those are some really good ones. They are. Ooh, There's some throwback ones. Definitely. Crazy quality. Crazy bad quality. Hey, so. It was wild, man. But um, I'd say out of all of them, I like, I like Hindu. Hindu was really fun, too. Mm-hmm. It's just such a beautiful culture yeah. in general but the stories that yeah, they had were unique very different yeah so that was our wind down and that brings us into our kind words mm-hmm. your first ever crispy dispy oh, yeah. audio yeah. for kind words for these sure. gonna be the best kind words that you hear sure. all year oh i got bars Super hot over here. Somebody need to sign me. (laughs) (laughs) So my kind words are do your research. Don't matter on what it is, who it is, just look. Just keep researching. Keep learning. Yeah. Because everything ain't always what you think it is and shit still changing. So just keep it together. As well as you can. As well as you can. Because we're all struggling. And that's okay. My kind words are good things take time. Oh, hell yeah. And they do. (laughs) That's just the simplest way to put it. Good things take time. Um, Don't be too hard on yourself on the journey. Because guess what? The journey is full of ups and downs. But when you get to that good thing... That's what makes the good thing a good thing, is those ups and downs. So, definitely good things take time. And, you know, while you're on this journey, enjoy it every step of the way. The good, the bad, the ugly. Enjoy it all. Because, like I just, like I just said, it's it'll, it'll all be worth it when you get that good thing. That thing that you're striving for, what you're working hard towards. It'll all play out and it'll all be worth it in the end. Definitely. In the grand scheme of things. Definitely. definitely. The yeah. process is always the best part. And learn to realize that and be okay with that. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Wow. 52 episodes down the drain. And you know what that means. You have 51 other episodes to check out. Yes. And if you aren't checking them out, what are you doing? Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your dad's dog. Tell your stepmom, goldfish. Whoever. 
Tell the crow on the sidewalk. Come on, guys. Come on. Tell your therapist. We love y'all. <laughs> y'all love us. So, like, what's up? Exactly. And you never know. We might be doing another giveaway soon. Who knows? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If know, anybody wants any money, y'all be acting like y'all be acting you good. Like y'all got it. <laughs> yeah, y'all must got it. Send me <laughs> send some. Send us some. Right. <laughs> send us some money. Maybe we should make a Patreon and get real crazy on there. Would y'all be into it? Let us know if we should do a Patreon this year. Just to try it out. Maybe we could try it out for like the year and see if we like it. Definitely. Um, who knows? I think it'd be a fun little addition. <laughs> we could sure. probably do more behind the scenes content Hell yeah. too. Just little shit y'all don't know. Y'all don't get to see, you know? Yeah. The the cutscenes, the shit we be cutting out. That's what the we should post on the Patreon. Oh, that should be so funny. Hell yeah, <laughs> that should be the hilarious. bloopers and the shit that we cut out because we edit our episodes. So let us know if you want to see the raw, uncut shit I'm telling on you. Patreon. Exactly. Because it'll get real crazy. What's wrong with that? Why? You, why you think about that? How about you just like, comment, and hell, if you aren't subscribed, join in. Yes. Because be a part of the cosmic crew. Exactly, we're a family that includes us, and that includes you. So and the Cosmo Kitties. And the Cosmo Kitties. Oh, if you guys are new here, we have two wonderful Cosmo cats. Yes, Oliver and Harlow. You haven't seen them yet, but you'll see them throughout this journey. So definitely, be prepared. Definitely will. <laughs> so yeah, let's. Go ahead and end this off. Mm -hmm. I've been your host, Sav. And I've been your host, DJ. This has been another timeless episode with us. So, we want you guys to know that we love you. And we just want to remind you guys to stay light. Stay bright. Stay, stay positive, positive. And keep loving, keep watching, keep supporting. And be sure to tune in next week on Deeper, Deeper Than, than most. most.